0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us again in between the head and the heart. My name is Jordi Mueller, and um, I'm joined today once again by David Morton, Chief Market Strategist at on Investment Advisors. Uh, How are you doing, David?
1: I'm good, Jordi. How are you?
0: And by Michael Tucci, co-founder and CEO of Lexington Wealth Management.
2: Good evening, Jordi. Good to see you.
0: So... Today, I actually wanted to talk about uh, something that comes up often in meetings with clients, often in conversations with advisors, and even in management. And this is alternative investments, the word alternative investments, or the, the... couple of words. And what we have noticed in the past is that there's not really a general consensus of what that means. All that it means in our head currently is, it's not traditional. (laughs) So I thought we would would spend some time today trying to dissect what alternative investment means and uh, maybe get a little more context of why it's important to understand because there's a lot of implications and consequences of getting into this world. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you would like to start this.
2: Sure. Thank you, Johnny. So when we think of alternative investments, first thing we think of is alternative to what? And I think you uh, enumerated to it. It's alternative to traditional, long stocks, bonds, money markets, things of that nature. So David will go through it, but when I think of alternatives, it's almost like an onion. There are multiple layers along the way to think about it. But when we think about it as um, whether it's a, we call it an asset class or otherwise, the reason we're looking at it is that we're looking for potentially different return patterns, right? And potentially for something that isn't correlated to traditional stocks and bonds is the hope. Right? And also there's a hope that we can maybe get um, maybe a little better returns than what we think the current return environment is. And that's why we've explored this for some of our clients. So I'll turn it over to David.
0: David, what's for you an in alternative investment?
1: So I've got two definitions for you. I think the first one is closer to uh, what Mike's definition was. And for me, uh, alternatives and alternative investments for any client are. Uh, inv- any investment that they feel somewhat uncomfortable or they feel less informed about uh, how it works. So I think Mike said it's anything that's that's non-traditional. Um, I think every individual client might define what's traditional to them and what they're comfortable with in, in different ways. And, and to me, sort of anything falls into an alternatives category if you have to have a special explanation of what the asset class or <laughs> investment strategy does or, or is with with a particular client. So so that's one sort of set of def- definitions. On a more practical level, when we say alternatives, we mean typically mean one of a few things. We either mean hedge fund strategies. We might mean private equity strategies or commercial real estate strategies or Uh, Things in what we would call alternative credit, which it could be distressed debt, it could be new origination strategies, uh, a whole range of different types of private lending and uh, uh, security creation type strategies there.
0: Um, What would you say are kind of like the most noticeable characteristics of an alternative investment versus a traditional investment? And and I'm just going to point out, I know liquidity is one of them that comes into play sometimes. So I don't know if you want to expand in what you think are some of the most characteristic uh, things of them.
1: Yeah, you know, typically, not, not, not all the time. So I think there are there are a small range of alternatives that can have uh, um, daily liquidity or close to daily liquidity. But for the most part, the overwhelming majority of what we would term alternative investments have reduced liquidity rights, um, such as a hedge fund, for example, um, might not let you to put money in or take money out uh, anywhere from three months to three years, in fact. Um, So there's sort of a a reduced liquidity, right? Uh, Many other forms of alternative investment, such as private equity, real estate, or some of the alternative credit that I was talking about – Um, have no redemption rights. Um, In those vehicles, you really invest your money over a period of a couple of years to anything like four to five years. And then eventually, um, once investments are managed, built, and sold by the investment manager, your capital is returned to you. Uh, But it could be anywhere from three to 10 years out. So a much longer lived uh, investment strategy.
0: One of the things that we get asked uh, often or that I have experienced myself that I had to relearn is a little bit of the logistics that happen when trying to invest in alternative investments. We are very used to, say, if I want to invest in a stock or in a mutual fund, I rely on a custodian to be able to purchase that, to go to a broker, to then own it. But you have a money in a bank account that is set and you can see it every day and you know the value and pricing of this investment. When it comes to alternative, I don't know if you could expand or explain a little bit the logistics of how an actual investor goes about putting the money, where it goes, who owns it, what happens.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna. Describe two variations. So, um, a hedge fund, um, you would fill out. Uh, is a is a all of, all of the vehicles I'm going to talk about are uh, partnership vehicles. So there's a legal document, set of documents that need to be read, evaluated, that there that uh, the investor is comfortable um, with with those particular documents. And then there's a a subscription document that actually needs to be completed and submitted to the investment manager, along with, um, in the case of a hedge fund, with payment or a wire um, to the appropriate bank in order to be able to make that investment on, on a given day. Um, in, in the case of sort of private equity, real estate, alternative credit, those vehicles may not even need a wire at, at, uh, up front with a subscription document. They might just need a subscription document and then a series of wires of differing amounts further out in, into the future over, over a few years. But once that investment has been made – um, on the hedge fund side, you will get monthly and quarterly uh, valuation metrics, and you'll, you'll know what your returns are. On the alternative credit side and private equity and real estate, um, you won't really see what returns you're making on those investments um, for anything up to a series of, of Many years uh, in, in some cases. So, you know, it's uh, there's nothing to see and feel on an ongoing basis as far as what is your return. Um, what we do at Rokoton is for any investment like that that we recommend to clients, we will meet at least annually with the manager to make sure that we understand the investments that they've made and they fit the investment strategy that we originally um, uh, recommended for, for clients. Um, but they're, the touch points are much less frequent and you don't get monthly performance numbers um, to tell you exactly how they're doing. And in fact, over the first sort of couple of years, whilst the portfolios are being created um, in those alternative investments, you might actually just see negative returns because the fund is creating costs and expenses, but none of their in- ongoing investments or new investments have been marked up in price yet.
0: Hmm. Now, um, it seems what you're describing is also fit into a different kind of client, uh, so it's not like also a traditional client. Uh, Mike, I don't know if from the wealth management side, could you describe who, why would somebody try to even look for alternative investments? Sure. So, two
2: things. One, many alternative investments uh, are available to qualified purchasers only. So it's a subset of our client base, and uh, there's different requirements. But there's usually a liquidity requirement of having over five million dollars investable. Not universal, but with many of these options, that's, that's the case. Um, this is, as Dave's talking about, there's more comp- it's, every, it's more complicated. It takes longer to describe, and every one is its own scenario. So making broad brush statements is very difficult. So when we think about it with a client, and, and often liquidity is, is less than in more traditional vehicles. Everyone's a slightly different story. So when we think about this, we think of it as building out a more traditional global portfolio and then carving out a certain portion of assets. Maybe it's 5%, uh, maybe it's 10%, um, but it would not be in one vehicle with at 10%. And we we do it for a couple of reasons. We look at uh, potentially having a different return pattern and that's you'll see in more traditional markets. Hopefully that's the case. No guarantees. And especially in markets like this, when we're looking at capital market assumptions, where we sit today, which is December of 2018, where return expectations don't look all that rosy for most asset classes. So frankly, we're looking for maybe a little bit more octane Um, for some portion of the portfolio with it. So those are the scenarios that we may look at um, with this. But that said, we're not just going to load up on this for, you know, uh, we wouldn't recommend loading up on this as the sole piece of the portfolio.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Mike. Um, David, is there anything else you would like to say to uh, clients or people listening to this that they must know about alternative investments?
1: Well, so to add on to sort of the, Previous comments that I made. So the, the, the investments are not straightforward and you can't see exactly what's going on with them. Uh, on an ongoing basis all, all the time. Um, they're complicated. They require uh, legal review. Um, you can't get your monthly statement to tell you what's going on with them. So when you factor all of those things in, if you don't think that you're getting uh, a higher return from being in, in alternatives um, with, you know, a greater probability of getting that return over a period of time versus, you know, Purely conventional, publicly traded um, uh, assets like equities or, or bonds, then you shouldn't do it. Um, you know, there, there's no point in investing in alternatives unless there, you know, somebody can demonstrate to you, um, and you feel confident in that there's a higher expected return um, for being able to do that, or that you reduce a risk uh, in some shape or form um, that you have in your portfolio that's not available to. Uh, to you by just purely investing in public markets. So if there is a means to an end, then that end is improving portfolio returns over the long term.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been really informative. I think we're definitely going to share this with our clients and we're our our advisors. Uh, Thank you so much for your time, David, today. It's been uh, definitely an honor. Thank you, Mike, for your time.
2: Thank you, Joey. Thank you, David. Thanks.